Welcome to Rejuvenated Women, Impeccable Health for High-Performing Women. Each week, we feature interviews, information, and inspiration that will motivate you to transform from overwhelmed, overworked, and overweight to vibrant, energetic, and on fire. My name is Dr. Alex Ridley, selfless syndrome expert, women's health coach, and alternative medicine practitioner. I specialize in health for busy and driven women. Listen weekly as I share the tools, perspective, and knowledge you need to lose weight, boost your energy, and fall in love with yourself so that you can serve the world with an even bigger impact. Hello, and welcome back to Rejuvenated Women, Impeccable Health for High-Performing Women. I'm your host, Dr. Alex Swenson-Ridley, and today I am joined by Jennifer Helene Popkin, who has been seeking answers to attain optimal health. She gleaned that there was more to optimal health than exercise and diet, and as an entrepreneur, mother, a former Ford model, a wheelchair-bound child, a finalist on MasterChef, writer and ghostwriter for several notable cookbooks, a devoted yoga teacher and practitioner, Helene has distilled key factors that contribute to optimal health mentally, physically, and spiritually into a system that delivers results. She works with clients to reestablish their focus on whole life balance, freedom, and health. And after delivering behavioral change programs and coaching thousands, the unequivocal freedom and longevity experienced by her clients separates her from other coaches. So Helene, er, yeah, Helene, I'm very excited to have you here on the show. The two first names threw me there. So yeah. welcome. Thank you for having me. I'm so delighted to be here and speaking to all of you who are listening. Thank you. And so, I mean, there's so many things in your bio that we could dig into between like modeling and cookbooks and, and all the things. But, you know, I, I love to start any interview I do with just like what's brought you to where you currently are and, and the work that you're currently doing. Mm. Well, I think it's a journey of, uh, of, of yearning, you know, purpose and yearning. Mm. Um, you know, there's no mistake that things happen to us in life. And even though, for example, when I was seven um, and I was wheelchair bound because they thought I had leukemia, actually, uh, it took me about a year to find out I didn't, and after the bone marrow biopsy, uh, you know, they realized I had a rare bone infection, osteomyelitis, which is not so common in this country. And no. uh, I had was treated with uh, intravenous antibiotics for about a year, so I had a catheter, and it was rough. Um, the whole thing, start to finish, took about three years, so I was on the couch, and I think I know every sitcom jingle from the 80s uh this was before we could fast forward commercials <laughs> <You Right. know? laughs> or choose what we wanted to watch um anyway so i think that that experience definitely shaped me in the sense that life isn't really worth living unless you have your health it's not worth it mm -hmm. and then um there were several other incidences that occurred my skin becoming really bad western medicine failing me and me needing to find the answers to acute and serious health conditions and I wasn't willing to sacrifice, you know, because everyone thinks being healthy is boring or tastes bad or is somehow like yuck, you know, I don't want to be healthy. Yeah. Um, and I uh, was on a mission and still am. How do I ha have my cake and eat it too? And still have integrity, you know, but, you know, in my, in my health. Because I know that without your health, life isn't worth living. My mom died early and I have been on a mission to help as many people as I can find freedom and joy while living a healthy lifestyle. I love it. And it's so important. I think it's, you know, the statistics around health in our country are just like atrocious. And, and for women too, you know, I spoke, we focus specifically on women in this show, but like one in four of us are on antidepressants, one in eight have a thyroid problem, you know, heart disease and cancer are still the leading causes of death for women. Like there, there's so much there. And so it's, 
you know, when you get to that, that point where you realize like, hey, my health really matters and that we have the capability to, you know, do something about it and change the outcome of how we're, how we're living is really powerful and important, I think. It is. And I think we, we weren't really taught in how to read the signs because mm -hmm. cancer doesn't no. just show up one day out of the blue. It's been building over time or other diseases, you know, it's, it's unusual yeah. that things just kind of pop up and, and it's, it's up to us to start to fine tune our ability to have balance, get enough sleep, stay hydrated, uh, find ways to manage our stress levels, um, you know, be sure that we're getting detoxified. And I don't mean you go on these radical, you know, master cleanse things. I mean, you know, just right. doing things where you perspire every day, um, you know, where you may be taking baths, taking care of yourself, you know, making sure your skin is exfoliated, things like that, like where we can stay on top of it. It's like, it's the, it's the prevention model, essentially, because uh, so many of these things yeah. can be prevent, are, are preventable. And it is stressful. Now, moms are supposed to be, you know, working, the full-time maid, the full-time chef, the, now the teacher with homeschooling. I mean, it has gotten yeah. so stressful for us. Uh, it is a miracle. Um, how we're going to make it, make it through this marriages are going to make it through this. And, you know, just families, it's, it's tough right now. It is. I, my son just at the time of recording this just went back to school and I'm like, Oh, like, <laughs> I have five hours a day of quiet, but you know, I know so many of us like haven't, haven't found that yet. And it's just, it, it's tough for sure. And so, you know, for those that are, are in that Space right now of just like chaos of all the hats we they have to wear. How how do you suggest you know you start with? Because I know one of the big things women struggle with is like making the time for ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> so where do you suggest they start and getting back on track with that? We have to find the time. We have to make the time, like you said. Yeah. And it's tough because you're tired, and we all need downtime. And then we also need self-care time, which is actually doing, right? So there's the being and then there's the doing. And we, we need both, actually. And it's really hard for us to get both. Because sometimes the being is after the kids go to bed. And then you're watching Netflix or maybe you're reading a book or whatever it is you're doing for your being time. Um, and then that kind of eats into your sleep, which then impacts your ability to wake up early to take care of yourself for example right and so it's tricky and it's a balancing act and it's really important that we look at our priorities a lot of women are saying okay well my family should be first or my work should be first and then my family and then they're prioritizing themselves at like position three or four on the totem pole of of right. life and that is a setup unfortunately, but it's, it's society doesn't look well upon us when we're prioritizing ourselves. We become selfish, egotistical, maybe even narcissistic, which is, which is unfortunate because if we don't prioritize ourselves, we can't show up for our kids fully present. We'll have shorter fuses, you know, when we get angry. Yeah. Um, we won't have the creative ideas when we go to the grocery store to prepare the healthy meals that we need to prepare. You know, there, it, it just is this ripple effect. And for me, it's essential. I get grumpy and I'm not really a, a great person to be around if I don't get some exercise in, for example. Exercise is yeah. huge for me. And that's kind of my, that's my saving grace. Some people, it might be different, right? They might need their mm -hmm. coffee time or their tea time. You yeah. Know? They might just need that quiet time. And, and it's about setting boundaries, not from a mean place, but like, hey, Guys, I just need 10 minutes, no interruptions, you know, and, and, and also it's a great exercise for the kids too to know, okay, mommy needs some quiet time, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> so I think it's number one, setting boundaries. Number two, figuring out 
how you can get to bed early enough and maybe wake up early. I think for me, mornings are precious. And mm -hmm. I know for a lot of my mm -hmm. clients, mornings tend to be the only time. Like if they don't get it in before the day starts, like it doesn't happen. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> and I think it's really important to, to tune in. Alex, we're not really like I ask people and even myself, how are you? No idea. I can tell you how my daughter is. I can tell you how my neighbor is. I can tell you how my boyfriend is, you know, my ex-husband. I can tell you everybody else is. But how am I? And so this me time that I'm suggesting really needs to be a time where we check in. How are you? And gosh, that's a hard question to ask because, you know, we're going to have upset, worries, yeah. concerns, financial, emotional. And it's not pleasant to look. But I think it's essential. And this me time that for me is usually exercise or yoga, something to that effect, um, mm -hmm. has been the most powerful thing. Absolutely. And I know we were chatting briefly, kind of figuring out what we're, where we're going to go today, which is probably going to be in multiple directions. But, um, you know, you had some thoughts around exercise and, and how to bring like more intentionality to it. And, and so maybe we can talk a little bit about that. Cause I know exercise like, is like that thing that I think a lot of us strive for, or maybe we don't know exactly what to do or are worried about it, what it looks like, or it has to look a certain way. Like you don't have to spend three hours in the gym. <laughs> like you can, you know, there's, there's a lot of ways it can look. So maybe we can talk a little bit about that. Cause I know you had some yeah. thoughts. Well, I think yeah. for me, exercise has become the most efficient way to kind of kill a few birds with one stone. I'm a plant-based person, so that's a really poor analogy, right. but you know what I mean. <laughs> um, you're like, we have to be efficient, you know? We got to, like, make it happen, and it's got to be, like, you know, impactful. I don't have three hours to spend at a gym. Maybe, you know, maybe right. some of you do, and that's great. Um, that's how you want to enjoy your time. Totally awesome. But the real... The real deal is that it's, it, when it just becomes like a checklist and it's just checked off a list, there isn't a lot of joy. And I'm really mm -hmm. committed to, to change and impact. I have developed so many different ways to help my clients have long-term results because I wasn't satisfied when they just got a short-term weight loss goal achieved or when they were mm -hmm. able to clear up their skin within three months or these short-term things just weren't doing it for me. And so the long-term key, the magic ingredient is really joy. And this I can say now after almost 30 years of being in this industry and working with people, um, it's joy. If it's not fun, you're not going to stick to it. No. <laughs> it's got to be fun. And we forget how to play. I mean, I'm sure your son is like reigniting you in how to play because he's like, mom, let's play. And so you're like, you oh, know. Yeah, always. <laughs> and it's really fun. And my daughter's 16 now. And she, she her play is a little different um, <laughs> than it was when she was younger. Um, but we have forgotten how to play. And it's, I think it's really important when we're tapping in to ourselves, how are you, you know, how am I? And to take three breaths and to really tune into that. And whatever's in the space is in the space. It could yeah. be anxiety. It could be um, worry. It could be, uh, you know, sadness. It could be any number of things. And it's really important in that moment not to push it away or to get into a blame or a shame conversation around it. It is so important and to accept that it is there because the moment that we resist it, it grows and takes mm -hmm. up more space. And the moment we accept it, it starts to dissolve. And that doesn't mean we're hooking yeah. into it and we're like going to tell a story about it. But what I'm suggesting is that we accept it and then we take it into our movement practice. That could be a walk around the block with a dog. That could be um, even doing the laundry. 
like in getting the dishes yeah. unloaded, like in the morning, that, that's kind of like a typical thing we're doing <laughs> first thing. Right. And, um, you know, it's like, it can, but it's a mindful practice, but it's highly intentional and extremely honest, like radically honest. Like I'm worried about how I'm gonna, you know, make ends meet this month. I'm worried that my husband might not be in a job at the end of the month. I'm concerned because Johnny, um, is not really focused on his schoolwork and I can't get him off his phone, you know, like whatever. <laughs> and these are just real things. And they seep yeah. into your day. They steal your energy, they create passive aggressiveness, they erode relationships, they drain you, they bring you down. And it's like, we've got to start to honor like what is in the space and then move through it. Because I believe emotions is just energy in motion. And if we're not mm -hmm. moving it, it's just kind of getting stuck. And then we're gonna eat the extra you know, piece of bread to try to like calm down. We're gonna reach for the extra sugar um, snack at four o'clock, you know? And it's like these, all these things are just, I believe, you know, you know, ways in which we're trying to self-medicate or, or to you know, manage what's in the space. So if you can, in the morning, check in, get honest, accept and love what is, and then move it, you know. Um, and it looks a lot. There's a lot of different ways to do it, and I can share with you how how I do it. But I, this is this is this is something that I'm really finding is more effective than any diet, any mindset exercise. Mm -hmm. And trust me, I master's, bachelor's in nutrition. I'm like a master yeah. coach. I've been in the coaching industry. I train coaches. I mentor coaches. I mean, I, I coach you know young coaches who are starting their businesses. Like you know, I'm all about coaching. Mm -hmm. But like this practice, this is the secret sauce. I love it. And, you know, I think what you're talking about is so important because I know for myself and for a lot of women I work with, like, we want to run away from our emotions. And that's where, you know, we're burying it in food or in maybe pushing too hard in a workout. Like, I've been guilty of that. Or just swallowing whatever we need to say instead of giving, getting it out. And that leads to thyroid problems and, you know, hormone issues and all of this stuff. And so I just love that idea of, you know, checking in and being like, Here's how I really am today. Yeah. And then breathing it out. Like if you're in a run yeah. or, you know, and just really like intentionally be like, okay, I want this anxiety to leave me, you know, or shake it. You know, if you like to dance or do free movement, yeah. you can even just shake it. Um, oh, I love that. Yeah. There's all kinds of ways you can actually even envision where, where is this living in my body? So you kind of depersonalize the story mm -hmm. around it. And you go in and you say, okay, where is this living in my body? Maybe it's in my stomach, maybe it's in my jaw. And then you, you breathe and attach your breath to the intention and then you breathe it out. So there's, there's, but we just don't want to touch it. Like you said, we don't, we don't want, it's so right. uncomfortable and, but it's our stuff. We have to. Yeah. And as long as we don't, we stay stuck and we don't, you know, we don't move forward. And there's so much freedom in, being able to, you know, grow and to let things go and to, you know, process what did I make this mean and, and do all of that. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, my yoga teacher always said, you go to the mind through the, sorry about that. You go to the mind through the mind and you go crazy. You go mm -hmm. to the mind through the body, you stay sane. Mm. And I think that these, these thousands of year old, uh, practices like qigong tai chi yoga i believe that they are somehow rooted in that that presencing process yeah because you have to pay attention if you don't want to fall over in some of the yoga postures and, you know. 
It requires you to be present. It's like, this is hard. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, and I, I had someone on the show, um, I think it's episode 51. She was a, a yoga teacher. And so we actually talked about, you know, yoga as not so much as a physical thing, but as really like connecting to your mind. Um, and I really love that idea. And it's true. Like if you're, if you're present, you'll fall over or you'll, you know. <laughs> crash and burn <laughs> sometimes that you know we have to do that to get get it but um but crashing you know, and doing burn. these yeah go ahead you're doing these things. well I'm just saying doing these things like that pull you you know back I, I was just thinking as you were talking like one of and I haven't done this in years but I'm, I've played violin for you know since I was five so we're talking like 30 31 years of playing the violin and it's been less over the last couple of decades but it was always one of those things that I never no one had to tell me to practice because it was one of those things that like recentered me and I could you know stop worrying about all this stuff and I'd just like get pulled into the music and by the end of it I'd be like in a totally different place <laughs> emotionally um you just and, described you know, what I'm talking about yeah. yeah. And for me, it's yeah. movement. And so for tapping you, into what that is for you. That's yeah. the power. That's so beautiful. Because it's true. It's like you're speaking a different language when you're playing, isn't it? Yeah. That's really beautiful. And that's You just described exactly what happens in the movement practice for me. It's like it all just dissolves and I feel completely reborn. Mm -hmm. um, so it's really fun. And music for me is key. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So there must be something to that because it's also a key ingredient for you. Yeah, I think it's also about the creativity, like the creative side, because I know when I like I was incredible. We're just going to use the music analogy. I was very classically trained, like I studied in Vienna and I, I did orchestra in college and, you know, like hardcore stuff. <laughs> and then, you know, after some time away from academia, I, I started playing with the worship team at my church and like they didn't have sheet music they didn't have all the stuff I was used to and so I had to like connect to something within me to just like make up you know every time I played it it was different and it was so much fun and so it's finding that like ebb and flow of just like being connected to something like it's within you but also outside of you in some way like you know being able to go in in that in that way so it can be meditation it can be yoga it can be music it can be a walk but it yeah. can be raking the leaves, it can be doing the gardening, it can be cooking. Um, yeah. it, it, could, it could even be driving, but again, that's mindlessness versus the mindfulness and then the intentionality mm -hmm. around it. Um, and sometimes partnership is good, but oftentimes it's not because you have this neocortex uh, inhibition that's required because you really have to go in mm -hmm. and that radical honesty is, is tricky. Unless you've got a girlfriend who's going through the same thing and you guys can both like you know, do, like punch it out, ha, ha, <laughs> whatever, you know, whatever it is. Um, <laughs> and even my daughter knows now, she'll be like, mom, you're a little grumpy. So why don't you go exercise? I'm like, okay. <laughs> she knows. She knows. Yeah. That's hilarious. No, I found um, when I was going through a divorce, we sword fighting was like really oh. cathartic for me. Wow. Yeah. Just something about, you know, beating up a an animated character on the TV was <laughs> really helpful. <laughs> so. I swam. During my divorce, I swam. It seemed to be a great medium to, um, this is going to sound kind of heavy, but like it was almost as if the tears didn't, you know, it's like the tears were one with it. And it was just like yeah. so many tears, you know, it was just so hard uh, to build a family and a life and then have it end. 
Um, but that right. was, you know, over a decade ago now, and all things happen for a reason. <laughs> they do, yeah. Yeah, they really do. And you talked about crashing and burning, you know, just to revisit that from earlier in the conversation, because that's actually mm -hmm. what happens if we don't deal with this stuff. We go into depression. Yes. Um, we go into major imbalances. Um, unfortunately, there is no solution for depression. The medication helps, but there, that's not the solution. There's really no solutions for hormones. There's no one size fits all uh, when you have a thyroid disorder, mm -hmm. hypo or hyper, or any other endocrine imbalance, which we find most women are suffering from that after age you know, 50 yeah. or so, 45, 50. I mean, so many women I know are dealing with this, myself included. I have, I tend to, to run hypo, and so I've got, you know, it's, it's, it's so tricky. Um, and yeah. so we've got to stay on top of it <laughs> for ourselves, <We> do. <laughs> make ourselves a priority. So if you find yourself, those of you who are listening, putting yourself as like number three or four on your list of priorities after work and family mm -hmm. and, and relationship, um, it's only a matter of time before life says, okay, you're going to, you know, they're going to, it's going to give you some kind of injury. Unfortunately, usually that's what happens or some mm -hmm. kind of crisis, financial relationship or health. Those are usually the three areas, um, for us yeah. to kind of tune back in and get realigned to our center. And if we can be doing that on a daily basis, we're really going to be helping to prevent, uh, some of these things that, that, that may be inevitable. And the whole field of psychoneuroimmunology is proving what we're saying in this conversation about how yeah. emotions are impacting health, cancer in particular, depression, of course, um, anxiety, which is at an all-time high, suicide. I mean, it's just, yeah. we need this. We need outlets. We yeah. Well, and especially, you know, this last year, we're at the time we're recording this, it's like a year from when the world shut down, basically. Um, but the, the impact on mental health, like, I think we're just starting to really understand and see the effects of that because it's been really challenging for a lot of people, but you know, the solution also lies within us. It's, it's tapping into that, you know, wherever we're going to get our strength from, whether it's whatever you want to call it, if it's God, if it's, you know, some sort of higher something that we connect to, um, we have to be able to tap into that in order to heal and move forward. And I was going to say with, you know, putting ourselves lower on our list, because I think so many of us do this as women, if you really stop and look at why we do that, like, it, yes, we want to nurture and all that, but I, I often find it's because we have a self-worth conversation where we don't think we're worthwhile or worthy of the time or whatever it is. And so we have to absolutely have to start, you know, there and transform that. And you look like you have things to add to that. So please go ahead. Yeah, no, you're so right. It is usually inside of, a, I'll say something strong, maybe too strong, like a self-sabotage cycle. Um, because, you know, like Marianne Williamson says, you know, our greatest fear is not that we're going to fail, but that, you know, is our greatness. And uh, it is just a generation ago that our parents were, our mothers, I should say, were, you know, secretaries and housewives, and that was what was expected of them. And it's changed, but just recently, <laughs> you know, it's still very yeah. new. Um, and so, yeah. so for women to prioritize themselves, you know, is disrupting the family unit. I mean, it, it is in terms of us being in the workforce and so on and so forth. But at the same time, um, if we don't tap in and tune into our wisdom, then we can't really be a gift to our families and our relationships and our work. Right. And the reason why I'm suggesting that we, we get this radical honesty and we, we move it somehow is so we can get to that. 
It's not like you can just flip yeah. a switch. At least my experience has shown me it's not like you can just flip a switch. You've got to actually like release some of the some of the distortion. And I use that word mm-hmm. intentionally, like you know when you have a radio station, or we used to have a radio station, and you kind of didn't work quite yet. <laughs> Only right. older folks will understand this. <laughs> well, they're like in their forties and fifties, so you know we know what the radio is, right? <laughs> But right before you get to the station, you know, there's all this static. And that's kind of the same thing that's mm-hmm. going on. It's like well, until we can get to that wisdom, that, that center, what you said. Yeah. Um, you know, we have to, we have to, 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 you know, to shift it out. Um, the self-worth conversation is real. And we're all in it. And we may have inherited it from our foremothers. Who knows? Is it important to understand where it comes from? Maybe it was... Susie in the playground who stole our shovel in the sand pit. Who knows? It's there. Yeah. And, uh, and it's time now for us to unapologetically uh, step into our power, but from a mm-hmm. place of love. You know, not that place of aggression or uh, anger right. or righteousness, right? But a place of, you know, love, tenderness and kindness, which to me is what embodies the female energy. Yes. Absolutely. But Whereas all that other stuff, I would argue, is male. <laughs> so. Yeah, and we're, and we're required yeah. to have a lot of male energy these days to manage all the things yeah. we, we have to manage. And um, part of that, that uh, removing the distortion, shaking it off, moving it out, is getting to that kind, tender, loving place. Because we have to keep that balance. I mean, sometimes we need that male energy to push through um, you know, the day because we've got yeah. to get stuff done. Right. I mean, it's like no one else is going to do it. I mean, laundry, dishes, cooking, cleaning. You know, it's like the bills got to get paid. I mean, every, I mean, we do everything. We hold it all together. Um, you know, and it's great. But, you know, it has its price. And um, it's time. Mm-hmm. It's our time, actually. And, and I, I see a lot of power getting taken, but not always from a loving, kind place. And so I really want to emphasize that. Yeah. To ourselves, first and foremost. And then it will reverberate. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I've, I've shared at times, and I think you and I are in the same wavelength. Like, I'm all, I love that Marianne Williamson quote. I think it comes up on, like, every other episode that I do, whether in an interview or, like, me just talking about it. It always gives me chills. But, you know, I'm really all about, like, as women, I think a lot of our power, like, we're getting into feminism here, but a lot of our power was somewhat taken away over just how, you know, we were how society was created and a patriarch and all of this stuff. Um, I had another interview where we talked about that, but we have to, like, it's the time to reclaim it. And I'm all about, you know, women stepping into our power in a feminine way. It's not like we're necessarily competing with men or any of that, but like just really waking up to who we actually are because we are powerful beings and we are capable of doing a lot more than we probably give ourselves credit for. But all of it starts in... Inside. in what we're talking about right now. Yeah, right. So. It's right here. And, and you know, I've learned so much about nutrition over the years. And nutrition is important. You know, eating whole foods, chemical-free, yeah. high plant diet is, is, is key. You know, that is important. Just to get the clarity in your mind so you're not in the addiction loop of flour, right. flour sugar, alcohol, nicotine, caffeine. Um, that's a key element. And if anyone who's listening is interested in, in you know, doing a little reset, there is a seven-day lifestyle plan on my website that you can download and you know get yourself back on track. But there's also a lifestyle plan, right? Because it's not only about food. 
you know, exercise right. is important, right? Whatever that looks like for you, hopefully it'll be fun and you can find your play, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, for me, dancing, I love to dance, that's play. Um, not everyone's into that, you know? So for some people it's fencing, whatever it is, find it, you know? Um, yeah. And, you know, you've gotta have the exercise piece, you gotta have the nutrition piece. So if you're, if you're in a kind of sugar phase, you know, you might wanna consider, you know, phasing that out, uh, Springtime, summertime, great time to really lighten up and get back to the abundance of fruits and vegetables available mm -hmm. um, that give you energy, not take energy away from you. And same thing with your mindset, like thinking thoughts, clearing yourself so you can think thoughts that are going to give you energy instead of take your energy away from you. And it's like everything we do in our life, it's like a practice. And that becomes our medicine. So for practicing cycles of sabotage, practicing cycles of putting myself last, practicing cycles of, of you know, unhealthy choices, mentally, physically, emotionally, um, and also like mm -hmm. in our diets, um, it will result in a certain way, right? It's like, right. you know, not, not, not bad or good, but there are consequences to making different choices. Yeah. And so we have to be, you know, you know, clear about what we want. I mean, I don't know about you, but I want health and, and happiness and joy and freedom. And I think that's what our birthright is. I think that's what we were born yeah. to have. Yeah. Yeah. We were born to, to live. And I think so many of us are, are stuck in, you know, living a half or mediocre existence and don't realize how much of it is actually within our power to take control of again. I couldn't agree more. Yeah. And that's why I think we're doing what we're doing because we can see it. Um, sometimes when I go to the grocery store, um, I, I see people who are really struggling with pain. You know, mm -hmm. they're, they're, they're having a hard time walking and they don't realize that what's in their cart might be causing it, you know. Um, yeah. They have some, you know, maybe diet soda or, um, you know, lots of lots of bread and meat and milk and, and, and ice cream. And I'm like, oh, I wish I could share it with them. But I don't. Yeah. Um, because that, they probably would get angry at me, so I don't. Say <laughs> um, you brought me back to so I'm I'm a chiropractor is my original hat, and you know in school it was everyone was still eating bad when we started. Not me. I'd already been on my journey, but you know then it's like we're all judging each other's cards at Whole Foods to see like who can be the most healthy. Um, <laughs> but, but what people don't know is like I'm judging you when I see you in the grocery store. Not not in a bad way. Just you know why we do what we do is to help educate and. And share with the world that you know. I think it started. A lot that... I got curious, like what, yeah. like what foods were making which bodies, and so I actually was. It was more of a curiosity thing, like, oh, okay, so these foods might cause that. Like I remember um, finding women who were really who had this like unusually large fatty area here, like their their uh -huh. upper arms were so fat, and I was like, why does that happen? And then I started to see patterns, um, and I don't know if this is true. But I started to notice that there were women who were buying like three or four of those um, whipped cream, you know, those low-fat whipped cream things. I think it's only like one point on Weight yeah. Watchers. Um, I forget what it's called. It's really delicious. Um, mm -hmm. But it's like, I don't know, it must have some terrible chemicals in it. I don't know. But well, and anything low-fat is hurting you. <laughs> <laughs> it's helping you. So. 
Um, but so, so, there's so much that happens. Yeah, so I drew a correlation. Um, so I actually, I actually find it really interesting. Um, even at gyms, like, oh, okay, those exercise creates these bodies, and these foods create those bodies, and and so for me, it's been a study. And I spent ten years at something like you were in Europe too. I spent ten years in Switzerland, and I was studying uh, food as medicine in Greece and in Switzerland and France and Germany. I learned to speak fluent French and German because I really wanted to sit with the grandmothers and I wanted to know what were in their teas that they were giving to their grandkids with their, um, yeah. their hurt bellies. And, and there were so many common threads in every culture on how they were healing with nature. And it really blew my mind. And it's, that, it's actually quite simple, just getting back mm -hmm. to the cycles of nature. Yeah. Rising early, going to bed at a reasonable hour, eating foods in season, getting outside in fresh air and sunshine, you know, moving your body. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so simple and yet we've made it so complicated just with the digital age and technology and like all this stuff. And I think, you know, for a lot of people, you, you may be listening to this and be like, but that sounds too simple, but like, it actually is that simple. Like, I know I, I have these thoughts of like, well, is it really that easy? Like, yeah, actually it is, <laughs> you know, it that's is. all there is to it. Like, yeah. Um, but I think it's like, um, I want this, I deserve that. And that's more fun and entertaining, right? So for me, it's that conversation. Um, and then trusting the simplicity of it enough to give it a try and see what it has to offer. Um, and, you know, like I've been trying to fast from my phone, you know, like, le like putting it down and not, yeah. not even looking at it, which is hard. It's hard for me. It is. Um, <laughs> And like, like I love some of these vegan um, prepackaged products. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to leave those for a few weeks, you know, and I feel so different. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah. it's about, you know, allowing yourself the things that you love and loving yourself enough to trust as a simple way of living and seeing what it has to offer you. Because mm -hmm. at the end of the day, it's all about energy. What energy <laughs> am I cultivating? And it is that simple. Following nature's law is the key to health and longevity. Yeah. And, you know, it's following it in the way that your body needs to, because I think so many, like, I love the health and wellness industry and I hate it at the same time because it's, you know, everyone tries to like prepackage you into like this one thing is what you're supposed to be doing. And right. it just drives me nuts. You know, it's really about like a lot of what we're talking about is experimenting, like figure out what works for your body and what doesn't work for your body and how, how like what makes you feel good and what doesn't make you feel good and keep the things that work. <laughs> it's true. And it's constantly it's, changing. I mean, mm -hmm. as I'm getting older now, um, it's different, yeah. you know, and I've tried every diet imaginable. Um, and mm -hmm. so, yeah, so I, I had to, in order to find out what, what works for me. Um, and it keeps changing and I keep fine tuning it. And, um, one thing I will say is herbs, herbs for me have become more important than anything like dill and parsley and cilantro. Um, and even more, you know, special herbs like ashwagandha and uh, rhodiola mm -hmm. and um, tulsi and things like that, like red clover and dandelion, like these kind of potent foods that uh, have so much concentrated phytonutrients and health benefits. They're they're really taking precedent in in on my plate these days, and I'm finding yeah. I, I need less. I need a lot less than I think I do. <laughs> <laughs> really funny i've actually taken to because i do a lot with essential oils and you know supplements and whatnot and um 
lately I've been feeling like my body's just like not feeling great on this. So I've actually taken to, it's called quantum like reflex something or other, but basically you make the O-rings and those I listening. Do I do like this though. Yeah. I do this one. You do that way. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Um, but you, you put like your index finger and thumb together and, you know, you just ask like, does my body need this? Yes or no. And it'll, you know, it'll, you'll hold strong and it actually works. Um, and so I've been like, whatever supplements I take for the day, whatever essential oils I use, like I ask first and I've been feeling way better. My energy has been good. And I'm like, cool. <laughs> so, you know, trust your body. It knows some stuff and it will tell you if you tune into it to ask it. Totally. I love, thanks for the reminder. I haven't been doing that. Yeah for a long time. Yeah. It's like the more I learn, the more I have to unlearn because it's not the intellect that's going to ever get me to where I really need to go. That's not really where the yeah. rich, deep, profound wisdom lies in all of us women. Women exactly. have a very, 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 very special, we're very special. This wisdom that we, we hold is so special. So we have to really just get soft and allow it to emerge. And uh, it is a bit of work, I believe, to let the, the water flow, uh, the energy flow, the blood flow, the, the, the breath flow. Mm -hmm. um, and I speak about this thing called emotional stamina a lot because we need it. We yeah. need to, to develop agility around um, navigating our emotions because they come just like hunger is going to come. An emotion's mm -hmm. gonna come, anger, frustration, you know, happiness, joy, sadness, you know, all of them. And it's like, we gotta like, not hook in, you know, and be able to like, you know, uh, to be able to move through, to, to be able to really be driven by this wisdom and, um, and this openness, which is really, I think, innate in, in all of us. Yeah, absolutely. And it just, we can talk forever, so we'll kind of wrap up on this thought, but you know, I, I look back to like, part of my story is I, I went through a very toxic marriage. My ex-husband was an alcoholic and just the amount of stress, like when you talk about emotional, I forgot what exactly what word you use, but you know, our ability to cope and deal with emotions, like I, I wasn't. And so my tolerance level for, you know, being able to expand myself in any way emotionally was like impossible. I'd try to go run and I'd make it like five feet and just crash because, you know, I, I was burnt out basically and not, not dealing with processing and, and not like developing that as a muscle, like being able to, to deal with and process our emotions. And I know I'm not the only one. <laughs> I'm sure there oh are plenty of listeners out there. So this is my two cents, like start cultivating these tools that we're talking about and, you know, figure out, and it's still a work in progress for me. Like I was actually thinking as we were talking, you know, yesterday I was feeling like this, just anxious. I had this pressure in my chest, like my stomach was upset and I was, and I, I just finally stopped and I was like, okay, what is going on? And I didn't quite identify exactly what it was, but I just had this overwhelming like feeling of anxiety. So I, I stopped working and I stopped, you know, I just kind of took some time and did some breathing and did some yoga and I, I finally calmed down, but it's like being able to tune into ourselves in that way yeah, is really important. It's really important that you said that too, Alex, because not knowing is okay. But honoring, mm -hmm. honoring yourself in that moment, not trying to push through, I think is, is brilliant. Um, I, that's really important that you said that because oftentimes not knowing is okay. I mean, always not knowing is okay, but just being able to feel it and be with it. That's so powerful. Yeah. Thank you for absolutely. having me, Alex. <laughs> well, <laughs> thank you so much for coming on. I really enjoyed this conversation. Where can people connect with you? Uh, Jennifer Helene, Jennifer-Helene, H-E-L-E-N-E.com. 
and then you'll be prompted if you want the seven day for free you just you can enter your name and email and we can send it on over to you um, it's basically a, a you know a guide for seven days and it'll help you reset your systems now since I'm all about joy there are some delicious recipes in there that I hope you'll try Good. maybe some innovative uh, ideas on how to make um, some extremely healthy foods um, I build programs, you know, for lifestyle change, and there are thousands of students in over 60 countries, and so um, I'm not guessing at this point. Like, I know what works. Um, yeah. And it's not fancy, and it's not expensive, but it does take some clarity and, um, you know, I don't want to say willpower, but, you know, clarity and commitment um, and love, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> to yourself. Yourself first, and then yeah. the world. Yeah. So, and you can awesome. contact me there as well. If you don't want the seven-day lifestyle plan, totally fine. You can just email me. <laughs> but yeah. feel free to reach out. <laughs> Perfect. I'll put all that in the show notes. But thank you so much for you know your time and conversation. I really enjoyed this, and I'm sure our listeners will as well. So, <laughs> thank you. Thank you for tuning in to Rejuvenated Women, Impeccable Health for High-Performing Women, where we provide you with the tools, information, and inspiration you need to transform from overwhelmed, overworked, and overweight to vibrant, energetic, and on fire. If you enjoyed the show, please head over to iTunes to subscribe and leave us a review. Each month, I'll select one lucky reviewer to receive a special Impeccable Health sample kit from me. Also, I don't want to be working with you on your health only once or twice a week. I want to be in this conversation and in the trenches with you every single day. I invite you to join me in my private Facebook group for high-performing women who are ready to transform their health and lives called the Tribe of Rejuvenated Women. There you'll have access to free trainings, a community of like-minded women from around the world, and even more information, inspiration, and motivation to transform your health and become vibrant, energetic, and on fire. Until next time, remember to keep putting yourself first so that you can better serve the ones you love and the things you are passionate about.